Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 16, a conversation with two web developers, Ryan and Danielle. Thanks for listening today, Builders Crew. My name is Matt Levenhagen, your host. The Builders Podcast is designed for those that are building stuff on the web, whether that's building a business, an agency, building teams, building products, services, or building websites. If it's related to building something, it's fair game here. Some of our episodes are solo, where I just step you through various topics that I've experienced with or want to share. Others will include guests or friends that share their experience like we're doing today. You can check out past podcasts, future ones, and my blog at mattlevenhagen.com. With that, thanks for joining me once again. Let's dive right into this awesome conversation with two web developers. Hello, I'm here with Danielle Zaccaro. Am I pronouncing that correct? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, because I don't think I've ever said it out loud before. So. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan Lawrence. I think I got that one. That one's pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you guys. Uh, both of you are web developers. Uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation today. We've. Uh, I'll start out here by letting everyone know how I know you guys, and then I'll kind of let you guys talk about uh, what you do and why you do it and all kinds of other stuff. So first of all, I know Ryan and Danielle because uh, many years ago, in a company far, far away, we uh, we actually worked for a company called Rapid Crush. And when I was building a team there, uh, the two of you came along and uh, I hired you for that team. And you were my front-end developers, helping me uh, develop WordPress themes for our marketplace. And so that's where things started. And Ryan, I think you were there actually pretty early. You were there a couple of years, weren't you? I believe so, yeah. Um, I. I'm really bad at keeping track of time, especially after the past year. But uh, I, yeah, I think it was several years. Uh, you know, I that uh, saw you build out the whole the whole team, and uh, you know, had a pretty good tight ship going. Yeah, that was fun. And Danielle, I think you came. I don't know when you came. Maybe a year later. Yeah, wasn't. I think I was pretty close to being one of the last people. I was, I think, about ten months. And yeah, I mean, believe it or not, that's what sort of prompted me to decide to do what I do full time. Nice. I had left a job that wasn't a fit and I was like, okay, I can't, I don't know that I can, let me just see what's out there. And so this was a remote job. So I was like, great, perfect. I can That's sort of nice. wake up a little late, do my own thing, but still be on a team. And then, yeah, once, once that ended, then I just was like, okay, I have to, I don't think I could go back to looking for a regular job. So I was like, let me give myself a couple months, see what we've got. And then here I am. So cool. that's, you prompted me to be me, the person I am today. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, so we uh, we had fun for a couple of years there uh, uh, building themes, and then uh, they got out of the WordPress business. I had that terrible day where I had to let everyone go. Anyone listening, if you ever have to let six or I don't know what our team was, five or six people all in the same day, make those phone calls. That was, that was a bad day. Not for everybody, for everybody involved. It was not easy for me to do. And I'm sure it was just as hard for the people I was letting go. But. Well, as a counter to that, it was, it gave me the push I need. Like I yeah. said, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm, 
I probably would have just continued working. I mean, it was a great team. It was what, you know, it was such a great group of people that we had that like, I just didn't think that I was going to hop on a new team and find it. So you could be pushing somebody to do what they ultimately want to do. Yeah. I mean, and you look at it too, like, even though I was, I was really passionate about what we were doing, I was hoping we would be doing that for the next 10, 15 years, 20 years until I'm like old and gray. Same time, I was always thinking, well, as long as I'm learning, as long as I'm improving, and and I can, if I'm not here, then I can use all those things that I've learned in future endeavors, like I have. Cool, yeah. So, so that's uh, so that's kind of how I know you guys. And then after I I left, uh, sh- shortly thereafter, I think I hooked up with Ryan right away, and uh, we <laughs> I let you know that I was. And you're like, I have stuff. And uh, so we started doing projects and then uh, Danielle, you've helped me on several projects over the last couple of years. And uh, so we all stayed connected and stayed friends, which is good. So that's awesome. So, yeah. So like, let's, so the next thing here, let's uh, just give you an official intro. Who wants to start? Just talk about, uh, you know, what, what you do today, uh, how long you've been doing it pre, even pre rapid crush. And, uh, you know, how you got started and why you're, why you're doing it. Sure. Yeah. So I, um, am Danielle, I started paperback as paperback web design because I wasn't sure what route I wanted to take, whether it was like full, you know, websites, people just sort of know web design. They don't know that like web development was a specialty. And so we're talking 10 years ago. And so it was paperback web design and it was just so that I could incorporate myself so that I could also take on side projects. Right. So like seven, I think officially it was like seven years ago, I've been learning WordPress for, you know, nine and a half years now. And um, so I started full time as paperback web design, but soon after I, I changed it to paperback web development, I ended up working with a business coach and I really got clear on what I wanted to offer. And, you know, now we're sort of rapidly growing. And so it's now a custom WordPress website development and maintenance studio. And we focus on, you know, taking on the sites that are existing that maybe need some tweaking that, you know, every developer's their first instinct is going to be to redevelop it because it's not the way they would have done it. So sometimes, you know, you don't necessarily have the budget for that up front. So I like to, you know, take on the puzzles and, you know, work on sites that exist or, you know, maintain them or things like that. And then I am going to soon be launching overnightwebsite.com and that'll be able to allow me to sort of build a team to then help people that maybe don't need something custom that just need something to, to throw up that, you know, maybe it's a proof of concepts, maybe you're launching a new service, maybe you're doing whatever. Um, so this way I can sort of try to serve everybody while still being true to me and the mission of the business, which is to, you know, anybody who has outgrown, you know, Wix or, you know, Webflow or the GoDaddy builder, they want something that's WordPress, but, you know, they don't necessarily know how to start. That's where, where I come in. And then, you know, helping with automations as well. So that's always a big part where you can incorporate almost everything into your website and have it filter out and, and automate right. some things for you. So that's what we do in a nutshell. That's what you're doing now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that you're like, it's like you've, you've been doing this for quite a while. Yeah. And to see you like uh, looking, going forward, you know, like, 
building new things and new services and and that's 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 exciting so ryan you've been quiet yeah so uh <laughs> i guess i'm ready to jump in um <laughs> yeah so my name's ryan and uh, i've been a freelance web developer for gosh probably like long enough that it's starting to get uncomfortable to start thinking about how long it's been. I have to like, you know, take a little extra time to count those years, but uh, definitely over 15 years at this point, I guess. Wow. Um, But uh, yeah, so, um, you know, kind of like Danielle was saying earlier, sort of started with, um, you know, I was kind of just trying to figure out uh, what I could do that would fit into, you know, basically I, I, I knew that I'd there were a few things I didn't want to do. I didn't necessarily want to, you know, go to work and work in an office for, you know, for somebody else and have to, you know, abide by that schedule and, you know, take the like half hour lunch break and everything. I had gone and lived over in Japan for a bit, taught English and, uh, you know, that was fun, but uh, I kind of realized like that's the kind of profession where your heart really has to be in it, you know, and for me, I just, I, I don't know, I didn't really feel like it was a, a good fit. So ended up coming back to the States and uh, sort of just floated around for a bit, tried a few things on for size, checked the like Craigslist, uh, you know, want ads for little odd jobs and stuff. And, uh, you know, some of them were just like little uh, computer gigs. So I thought, okay, I'll try a few of these here and there. Started out pretty simple. And uh, um, eventually some people were saying, hey, can you update these things on my website? And you know, I thought, sure, you know, why not? I'll give that a shot. You know, when I was in back in high school, I used to uh, make this was obviously HTML was pretty much in its infancy at this point. But like I, I, I used to go and just make my own little personal websites with a nice little flashing text and the fun little, you know, uh, animations and stuff. <laughs> and uh, um, I thought, you know, I, I guess uh, I, I did that before somewhere, you know, I can brush off the cobwebs of that in my brain and give that another shot. Uh, so, you know, started doing a little bit of that. Um, and on the side, while I was in Japan, I had actually used WordPress for my personal and photo blog uh, of, of my time living there. So uh, my experience with that went back pretty, pretty far as well, back when it was really just a, a, a blogging platform more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I kind of had that to just draw upon and little by little, I pieced a few uh, gigs here, here and there together. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, I actually had a small little base of clients and, you know, they would refer me to other clients and kind of snowballed from there. And, uh, you know, after a while I thought, well, you know, I I actually kind of am getting enough business that I could basically do this freelancing full time. And so that's kind of, kind of where it's been from there. I I started, um, really as a Jack of all trades, uh, web developer, but, uh, you know, in, in more recent years, I've really, uh, put more of a focus on, WordPress custom development. So do a lot of custom themes and plugins and uh, sort of like Danielle also uh, have a couple of uh, a lot of clients who, you know, are looking to graduate from a uh, more simple like site builder type solution to something that's a bit bit more robust and powerful. So I like to help out with those situations. Um, A lot of times it's uh, sort of just like I hate to say cleaning up a mess, but sometimes it is sort of like cleaning up a <laughs> cleaning mm-hmm. up a mess. Uh, so there's there's some of those where you have to just kind of go in and get things in order, uh, get things uh, a little bit more tidied up. Um, sometimes you have to put out some fires rather quickly. Um, but mm-hmm. I just like to be available to uh, you know do whatever my clients uh, are are looking to do. So cool. So that's what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Knocking it out of the park. Um, that that's that's actually funny. It's like 
that are, it's amazing. It doesn't even matter the size of the business. There's small businesses and big businesses that are their WordPress or their websites in general are a mess. And so, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I could tell you some, uh, some, you know, famous names that you would recognize yeah. that whose websites are just an absolute disaster on the back end. Yeah. And we're, work, we're working <laughs> yeah. on making them less of a disaster, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing about WordPress and it being open source and people can, I mean, there's no like regulatory board of, I have my qualifications for any of this. So yeah. anybody can say, yeah, I can do it for you. And then they just install 13 plugins and call it a day. And then they use, you know, the obscure builder that hasn't been maintained in two years. And so you're either, right. cleaning, up, you're either cleaning up messes that are code messes or that, you know, the client is like, you know, at their wits ends, just doesn't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also, there's lack of education for, to the client as well, as far as keeping things up to date and what's, yeah. what their responsibility is now that they have a WordPress site. And I, I have a client now, I have a client I had for a couple of years. I have over and over again, tried to drive home the fact that they need to keep their website up to date. Now I do periodic stuff for them. They're coming to me for things all the time, but I can't get them to do maintenance or think about that at all. So I do it along the way because I'm working on the site. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I, I guess I'm because I'm going to back it up anyway, and you know if I'm so so I kind of do it anyway. But uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. hard to drive that message home. Yeah, I've actually started offering like a monthly uh, maintenance plan to keep plugins updated, just because I would occasionally. I have a lot of clients for whom I'll pop in and do yeah. some updates here and there every few weeks or every few months, and you know I'll just say to them, hey, you know I just I noticed you've got. 27 plugins out of date, you might want to just <laughs> take a look at that. But I, I do think that maybe that's something that uh, WordPress developers as a whole could spend more time on is that education aspect of uh, yeah, just, you know, making sure. sure clients understand that, you know, yeah, I mean, to be updated. It's going to come back to haunt them. And it, it has, we've probably all seen that, you know, and all of yeah. a sudden they have a promotion and something breaks. <laughs> they can't do the promotion or something. But yeah, yeah, I have a maintenance plan too. So like my custom themes or I'm going to do a custom design development, you know, I have, I'll include, so it's obvious I'll include three months maintenance for that package in the hopes that they'll actually want the maintenance after, but that doesn't always happen. So cool. So, so what do you, um, it's, it's cool hearing you. I, I don't even know if I knew all, all this, all your histories. It's funny. It's like one of the, I, I just had a conversation the other day with, uh, he's actually a business coach. And we were talking about uh, we were talking about our niches and uh, finding a you know focusing our marketing who we're going to target and stuff like that. And he had asked me if I had done that and and um, and I had over the last couple of years off and on. <laughs> but what's happened is for me for me and I'm curious how it is for you guys. For me, it, so he said a lot of times it's actually the way it works is you fall into or fall back into it. I think he said fall back into a niche. You just kind of naturally like you just start doing some projects and suddenly you realize, oh, I'm doing this type of work. I guess this is my niche. Uh, whether that's oh, suddenly I'm doing all these real estate sites and maybe I'm in a real estate niche. And then you double down on that. How did you, how did you guys like you? I think, Danielle, you said, mentioned you have sort of niched yourself out a little bit more in, in terms of who you're targeting. How has that developed? Yeah. For you? <clears throat> I mean, it's been a journey for sure. I think 
since there's, there's like two types of people, right? So there's the more entrepreneur minded. That's like, okay, I'm going to serve these people or they have like a passion and they're like, I love, you know, construction. I was a construction worker in a past life. And so this is who I'm going to serve kind of thing. Or they're more like us who are kind of like, I like doing the work. And so I'm going to, you know, just sort of, I mean, that's a great way to learn is like doing all different types of things. So then as you sort of grow older, you no longer, you, you know what you don't like. So it's easy to like eliminate stuff. And then, yeah, so it was basically just taking a look at what I liked and then taking a look at who I thought I could connect the most with and who I could speak to the easiest. I don't necessarily enjoy, you know, project management with smaller sites, right? So there's a lot of um, touch points for something little. So that's why I sort of came up with overnight website where my work hours are (laughs) 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. So I'm working on their site overnight (laughs) anyway, (laughs) Eastern time that's a way to serve that, you know, those people without having to sort of, I can, I can do what I do best, which is figuring out puzzles. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't, and, and the other misconception is that a a niche is like an industry instead of a type of person or, you know, a type of project. So. Yeah. That's kind of, that sounds like that's kind of what you're digging. You're, you're talking about here, not talking about necessarily, Oh, I'm going to go after uh, Chinese restaurants or something or some specific, and, and people do that and they're very successful doing that. But a, a niche can also be just a, the type of work you do, even like WordPress itself or the type of work you do in WordPress is technically a niche. You've already niched down to yeah. people that have those type of projects. Yeah. So like if there's an existing design that I can develop or if there's an existing website that I improve or um, I mean, I just didn't, um, I, I would prefer to do the work casually of talking about why you would want a WordPress site rather than using that as a business model. Cause it is viable to mm. talk to people who have those other things and then explain to them why WordPress is important. And then, you know, getting them a WordPress website, but I just, I'd rather just do that. Cause I like it rather than making that my niche. And mm. so I'd rather go with people who are looking more for a solution and then I can offer up something custom WordPress. You know, using that as a platform rather than, you know. Yeah, even in my marketing, I don't, I don't lead with. Uh, I don't even think I have on my homepage. I'm, maybe I do, maybe I do, um, but I, I don't generally lead with WordPress as what I'm selling. I'm selling a solution in other ways. But Ryan, how how have you uh, kind of gone about uh, niching yourself and who you're targeting? Well, it's it's funny. Um, I I was thinking um, as as Danielle was talking, I, I kind of have uh, in a in a sense gone the opposite route, where I started with a smaller uh, niche and then broadened a bit. I, I actually started working uh, primarily with with nonprofits, just uh, especially nonprofits who either didn't have an existing website or just a very uh, bare bones one. And uh, you know, I kind of tried to help them get their sites uh, up and running and get donation functionality working and, you know, all that uh, good stuff. And that, that was nice uh, to, you know, helping out some good causes and, uh, you know, just uh, help to get them a bit more of a, a, a web presence in situations where they, where they needed it. Um, and then from there, I think I brought in a bit, took on a few uh, local companies who I guess were referred by the nonprofits and, uh, you know, sort of broadened my uh, client base a little bit from there uh, rather than, you know, narrowing into that specific uh, uh, field or subset. Um, as far as like the technological uh, niche, uh, I started out basically just uh, 
doing whatever, uh, working with whatever sites uh, came at me, whatever CMS they might be uh, using. It was just sort of like a natural progression over the years. I think that uh, I found that not only was WordPress the most commonly used one, but it was the one that, you know, again, I did have some previous uh, personal experience with, so it was it was familiar. I sort of understood yeah. how it worked uh, under the hood. Um, and uh, my experience was with some of the other major uh, content management systems out there were not great. <laughs> I had some, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I, I didn't click with uh, Drupal quite as well uh, as mm, WordPress, yeah. for example, uh, I imagine. And I, I had some fairly nightmarish scenarios with some uh, extremely out of date uh, Drupal sites trying to get those <laughs> uh, up Or to Magento, speed. anything Magento. Oh, that was, awful. yes. That, that's another one, yeah. <laughs> going that, as a WordPress one. person, going into Magento is just, no. Yeah. I, I completely agree. That's another one that's on my bad list for sure. Um, so just sort of like that natural progression over the years of seeing that WordPress clicked the best with me. Um, I had a few others that, you know, I, th I think worked a bit, but they just never really um, got that widespread uh, adoption that WordPress had. And, uh, you know, I, I really found it less and less justified to uh, recommend them uh, as the CMS to build a new site on, uh, for example. Just from there, I just kind of was able to focus more uh, on WordPress. I got more into custom development of themes and plugins, and that ended up being what what I'm mostly focusing on these days. Yeah, I think you have your 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 like your core thing. Like like for me, I have my like if I was going to do anything, if it was my choice, <laughs> like it's not my choice. But you know, I love building custom themes. I love designing and building custom themes using my little framework and. Uh, but, you know, like, like you talk about referrals, referrals, the first two years of my agency, um, referrals were everything like, and they could take me anywhere, although it was usually WordPress because they knew up front, that's what I did. But, but at the same time, you sometimes get things, um, off the wall. We are all are on this call are familiar with the project that uses, uh, Angular, right? Angular JS and. And, um, but that's part of, that's WordPress, but it's integrated with, uh, with that, like a headless kind of situation. And, uh, but I got another client, uh, right now who's, we got the client. I, I usually do It's with an agency. We usually, we have, um, we've done WordPress stuff. We've built, designed, developed WordPress sites, uh, themes, but in this case, he got the business they were actually on a custom CMS that I'd never seen before. It's actually using an old, older PHP framework. It's not Laravel. It's uh, some other uh, framework. Can't think of off the top of my head. But we're gonna we're gonna help them with that. But our goal is to get them off of that to WordPress. And and they're apparently they were on WordPress and then went to this. And now we're getting them off again. But um, so yeah, it's it's yeah. Sometimes it's like this organic kind of thing that happens and and. Uh, but it's like any, it's like a lot of things where you have your niche, that's where you're going to focus your marketing, but that doesn't mean you don't do other things. Just like, a yeah, I mean, I think it's, you sort of connect a little bit with the why too. You have like, I feel like there's two versions of the why it's like, why did you start doing this? And then why do you keep doing it? So like mm -hmm. that sort of helps me. Like I do a lot of white label work for agencies that are either marketing or design agencies and I always found that the pain point, the reason why I never stayed at a job for too long at a local agency was because 
it was always sort of a second thought, right? Websites are sort of just a necessity in terms of like, we have to drive the marketing somewhere or we have to, so they, they felt like they needed to bring, you know, the web department in-house and it was just never, it never felt like I was a part of the rest of the company or there was no room for mobility at all, or, you know, you're just sort of beholden to, you know, the client because, they're the ones paying. And so you just sort of felt like you had handcuffs on while you're trying to like make these websites. So I like the idea of letting them do what they want to do. And then they can still, I mean, they don't always necessarily need to refer to an outside company. They can sort of just use me because I'm part of their team when it comes to this project. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of like they can use me when they need me kind of thing. It's like an in-house department as needed. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, and then, you know, doing the maintenance for them as well, because it needs to be done. And then this way they have somebody on call for doing those landing pages or adding the tracking codes or, you know, adding the calls to action or whatever. So that's sort of the, why did I start doing what I'm doing? Because I never, you know, I always felt like it didn't work web departments inside of a marketing or a design agency. And then, you know, why do I keep doing it is like I said, you know, the, the fun aspect of it. So that's the custom part. So it's sort of like these sort of two cohesive pieces that come together too. So. That's interesting. You know, it's, uh, and I think about, you know, my why too, like I, part of the reason I became web developers just because I like tinkering with websites. I used to do a lot of marketing online. I've been around for a long time, but sometimes I would be, I would be having more fun building the site and (laughs) my own sites and stuff that I'm like, maybe I should do this for other people. But um, I, I think, and, and I kind of gravitated to WordPress because like you, Ryan, sounds like you were using WordPress really early. And so was I like back there in 2004 or five. And then when it was just a blogging platform. And then I remember trying to hack WordPress to do things it wasn't meant to do and oh, yeah. actually build actual sites. <laughs> like actual, yeah, like, that seemed like, like a, a crazy CMS? concept at the time. It was, yeah, like, it was like, like, at the time, it's like, yeah, you're not supposed to do that, but yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <you could>. Yeah. <laughs> people don't, people that are, are kind of new to WordPress wouldn't understand that. Like this hasn't always been a, kind of a full featured CMS. It's, you know, it's roots are different. And yeah. so it's funny. It was like, I, yeah, I had to hack the heck out of it to get it to do things it would do today naturally. But, but that's kind of like for you, I think that was natural for you to just, okay, I'm going to do WordPress or do, you know, that's what I'll gravitate to. Um, and that's kind of was my thing. You know what? I've been using it for so long, you know, maybe I should focus on it. And now people today are probably going to be more apt to pick up the more, the hotter stuff, like, you know, React or Angular, or, you know, they're like, why are you doing WordPress? You know, like that's old timers. <laughs> do WordPress, yeah, Even though it's the most popular CMS. <laughs> um, yeah. Still number one, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I I do think it is good to leave the door open to learning more about the the newer technologies, the hot things that you know come come your way. Some some of them tend to be uh, stick around longer than others. Maybe some are overhyped for a while and sort of flame yeah. out quickly. But uh, but yeah, like especially for things like React, uh, you know, that's something that I'm uh, focusing on now is uh, kind of sharpening my skills in that. And uh, yeah. I, I think you know we've got sort of a, a, a larger project in the queue for that so it's it's good to good to you know observe what's around you and just keep keep an eye out for you know the next big things as well well it's funny because we're i mean we're still you know we're the wordpress guys gals and we (laughs) we're still 
but we're still going to be ending up uh, doing reactor, you know, doing some angular right now. So it's still, things still integrate and things happen and that's yeah, cool. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to learn all about react. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so kind of to pivot a little bit here through, through your journey um, as kind of, first of all, you know, you obviously have decided that freelancing or however you categorize yourself, whether you're freelancing or you're a small agency. I mean, what, what do you guys categorize yourself as? Are you trying to, like Danielle, you're trying to, you thinking yourself as more of an agency or still doing or Yeah, or I never hybrid? felt like I was a freelancer just because I always was a, I felt like more of a contractor. I never, freelancer sort of feels like, I don't know, it's so, I'm in a, like a, freelancing women's Facebook group. Right. And so they're very protective over, you know, the fact that like freelancer is just as viable as the rest of them, but just like all the other labels that I've found for myself mm. <laughs> over the years between, you know, all the things that, you know, contractor always felt a little better just because I never was seeking out um, like clients. I was more working for a business doing their stuff. And then they, it was, it, I didn't discriminate against like agency whatever. So I contracted and that was, you know, I worked for the, the a staffing agency that would contract work. So I sort of felt more like a contractor. And then, then I was self-employed and then now I'm sort of like a, a turning into a, like a small business owner. I'm looking to hire a couple of different people. I have, you know, a VA. And so I sort of feel more like I'm a, like a, I don't know that I would call myself an agency. I kind of like the idea of a studio. We're sort of more specialized um, so like a studio owner or something like that. So a little bit of a journey on the yeah. labels as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's funny. I think I sort of, uh, come at it from the opposite direction where, um, I, I do sometimes refer, refer to, you know, what I do as, uh, an agency and I do have an agency name that I, that I use sort of on and off for various projects, uh, blue cap web design and development. Um, I, I kind of found that uh, when I led with that and referred to myself as, as an agency, some clients sort of, I don't know, got the impression that I was running this much bigger operation than, than I actually, than I actually was, which can have its advantages. But then mm -hmm. uh, in other cases, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe some clients uh, got the sense that, uh, you know, there would be more layers of, uh, I don't know, just like, having to get through different people to uh, get various things done um, instead of having a single point of contact, that right. sort of thing. So um, I, I kind of found that like, because I, especially in the early years worked, um, usually worked solo on basically all aspects of a web project, sometimes even on the design side, I, I, I would handle that. Um, I, I kind of found that the term freelancer um, sort of uh, fit that a little bit better. Um, so, uh, it's uh, it, it is funny though because I think that when people hear freelancer, a lot of times they they kind of imagine someone who's between uh, quote unquote real jobs, you yeah. know, and so they're like, oh, so are you looking for a full time thing? And I'm just saying like, well, no, no, I'm I'm good here. I'm, that's, yeah. I've had people like offer me these like, full time jobs, and I'm like, no, that's 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 cool. You can you yeah. can keep that, but but um, um so it's it, it does require a little bit of um. I guess, flexibility and how you, uh, or at least for me, I, I, tr I try to be a little bit flexible in how I uh, sort mm -hmm. of present myself and, and kind of 
chameleon-like in, in how I, depending on which, uh, depending on the project and, and the client that I'm, I'm working with, I might uh, sort of present it more as like a solo freelancer aspect, or if I bring in other uh, developers and designers to help with me, then it can be more of an agency feel to it. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, you know, as I look at myself, I kind of, I do refer to myself as an agency, but more I think of myself, there was more what they would call a, a boutique agency right mm -hmm. like like i never i don't think of myself as having a large thousand man woman yeah team. um but 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 i do envision a team a small team that um and maybe even local i don't know someday where i would have a couple people you know three four you know um and uh regular employees and then and then maybe contracting other stuff out but but I, you know, and, and kind of how that evolved for me is, you know, before Rapid Crush, I was a freelancer for sure. You know, a solo, I considered myself a freelancer. And, um, but after it was like, okay, well, I want to actually utilize other people more. And when that started to happen, I started thinking about a team. And then I felt like, well, now I'm, um, I'm feeling like more like more of an agency feel, but um, but again, but I, like, but at the same time, I feel like I'm, I'm more of, uh, what I would call a hybrid where I like, I have this agency thing going on, but at the same time, there's accounts that I'm still responsible for. I'm still a web developer. I'm still a designer that has my dedicated, that, that I'm doing the work for, or I still do work for other. So I'm still in the work and getting my hands dirty. So that's interesting how you guys view that. So. I was so one of the things that I wanted to ask next is like what so through all your uh, um, business career, your development, I mean, what what have you found is has been the biggest challenge challenge for you? Has it been uh, is it related to marketing yourself and getting work or just getting work done or clients? You know what small or large uh, scope? You know what what's been the biggest challenge for you uh, as a business owner? I think um, for me, it was first finding my place. So like for the first half of my you know career, I was either, I lasted either, it was kind of funny. It was either six months or a year and six months with the exception of the 10 month, you know, rapid crush um, mm -hmm. stint. But it, so it was sort of finding my place in terms of like, it never felt totally right. And then, so once I was prompted to make this decision to do my own thing, from there, it was, I think my biggest challenge is not being too hard on myself um, and accepting my limitations and um, just sort of either working through them or working with them, depending on what they are. So I tend to, you know, like I mentioned, my hours are totally shifted from, you know, what where other people consider a day to be. Um, I take, you know, an allergy pill that I, you know, and then I have the allergies and then I will, you know, so like I tend to sleep 10 hours a night, you know, so like I, I have to get a lot of sleep. Um, I have a certain amount of hours that like, I mean, the whole reason I'm doing this is so that I can sort of define how much that I work. So being able to be comfortable with that, you know, the whole like comparing yourself to others where some people are like working on their business and doing a bunch of stuff and like 
all, you know, filling their day with all these things. And I just can't really do that. I just, I sort of have built in these limitations. And then, I mean, it's just from the the practical standpoint, just being active, <laughs> getting yeah. out of the house and like, you know, right. I'm, I'm sort of grateful that I have a girlfriend who likes to cook and likes to do that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm nourished, <laughs> but then mm-hmm. I need to like exercise and be active. And so, um, it's being, we're talking, in New about, Jersey, we're talking about balance here. We're talking about yeah, balance. Yeah. So finding balance and being comfortable with what I'm doing and, and knowing when to push and when to, you know, give myself a break and things like that and stretching myself because it's, there's places that like, I'm, like I said, I'm looking to hire people. I'm looking to do this thing. So that's being in, being in uncomfortable places and knowing whether that's for the good of everything and, and a good place or whether I'm uncomfortable because I'm like pushing in a wrong direction or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's challenging. Like thinking about myself too, it's like an agency and like starting to do like manage a team and do this all doing the marketing and social media and all this other stuff that I'm involved in. And I have a VA as well, who's helping with marketing. And so I have to maintain that as well. And, and it's like, you know, and trying, but trying to always remember that, okay, I'm, I'm a web developer first and I, I got to make sure I have that time to do that and having that balance in my day, in my life. I don't know uh, if I have balance, you know, I'm kind of one of those type of people that are uh, kind of, my hobby is my work in a way. Mm-hmm. So I don't, uh, yeah, I, well, I have my dogs and, you know, like I can take my dog for a walk and, and get out of the house. And, you know, that's the only reason why I actually get out of the house right now is because I <laughs> yeah. want yeah, it's, so a, you, it's a good thing to have. You don't get uh, that with cats, you know, yeah. <laughs> they want to go out in the backyard, but that's about it. So, <laughs> so cat man, what, what is your biggest challenge? <laughs> uh, well, de- definitely hurting the cats uh, during the day can be a challenge. But um, yeah, I really liked what, what Daniel said. That was really interesting to hear. And I think my answer is pretty similar. It's just the idea of um, there, it, it can be a challenge to just uh, remind myself that, uh, you know, I, I, am doing things in the way that works for me and it doesn't necessarily have to be done in the same way that other uh, agencies, freelancers, whatever you want to say right. um, are, are, are doing them. And, and, you know, what works for me might not work for others and, and vice versa. Um, it's, it's something that I've definitely, uh, especially in the earlier years, I think I struggle with it because um, I consider myself to be an introvert and that's not really something that uh, when you're, when you're working in, uh, when you're self-employed or, or a freelancer or uh, any, you know, any business that really involves like marketing yourself and, you know, finding your own clients and stuff, I feel like uh, most of the personality types you run into are going to be uh, extroverts and, you know, that's fine. Um, but it, it doesn't necessarily, and this is the, the thing to remind myself of, it's like, you know, just because I don't want to go to say uh, 20 networking events a month yeah. or whatever, not that that's a, been an issue in the past year, but you know, um, it's, it's just because I don't want to go to those events doesn't make me like not a real, uh, freelancer or not, not a real web developer, uh, for, for example. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's a lot easier now that I have 15 plus years of experience doing this to look back and say like, well, I guess, however I'm doing it, uh, it, it, it must be working for me because I've been doing it for, you know, for this long. So it's, it's definitely nice to, to have that sort of, as like proof of concept, uh, you know, in, in a way. So that, that's, I think the thing that, uh, you know, I, I think I, I just like to remind myself of, and, and I, I was talking with you, Matt, uh, a few weeks ago, um, about your, uh, 
your interview with Dolan White from a few episodes, a few episodes back, which was a great listen all the way through. But um, the thing I picked out of it that that was really a, it was just a small little almost like offhanded comment uh, that Dolan made. But um, the, the thing I picked out was he he sort of brought up the I don't know if he used this exact word, but he brought up the concept of imposter syndrome, like uh, the kind of the worry that people are going to, uh, you know, even after three three plus decades of experience i think it is that dolan has there there's mm-hmm. still like that little voice in his head sometimes that says like they're gonna figure out that i don't know what i'm talking about you know right. they're gonna they're gonna like figure out that i'm this this fraud or something and so i i think that 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 imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people uh struggle with and it can be helpful to just remember that it's like sort of an irrational thing that a lot of extremely successful people <laughs> even uh you know deal with and uh just you know, push that back. Just remind yourself that, you know, you're doing a good job. You're doing what you're ca- you can within, within what fits for you and your, mm-hmm. your personality, your schedule, whatever, and uh, just kind of brush it off and go from there. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's, you I think um, something that is really interesting out of that is it's like a confidence level in, in the unknown kind of thing. So like, I've always been able to be like, okay, well, if I don't know it, then I'm sure I could figure it out kind of thing. So that sort of helps with that a little bit, but it's, it's kind of nice that I was able to sign on with this particular business coach. And then we have regular calls and you always open the call with some kind of celebration or something. And then, you know, you ask questions and you sort of see people at different levels, having different problems. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm the same as all you guys. And so it's sort of, it, it, clears the fog a little bit when it comes to that. So it's, you know, if you can manage to put together a group of people that are at different levels and all sort of talking about different things, um, you know, it's good to have people that are similar to you, similar industry, similar level, but then like connecting with people that are on different levels. And then just being like, you know, I've never really been one for like affirmations necessarily, um, but on some semi-regular basis being like, you know, I'm awesome at or whatever, like I'm great at whatever. And then this way, even if you don't know everything, you're really great at this thing. And, or like, I know this or whatever. So that definitely helps to reinforce yourself and make it some kind of second nature. Then it'll always pop in your head, but then your brain has already been practicing how to sort of combat that. Yeah. That's really cool. I think. And it's, yeah. And again, just like the reminder that there's I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people like kind of struggle with that kind of stuff. And, and just mm-hmm. to like re- be reminded that it's at least like a very common, maybe near universal <laughs> experience mm-hmm. to, to struggle at these different levels. I think that can be very helpful. Yeah. And I think like, like you said, Dolan does, I mean, he's been, you know, he was in the software world and he's been a CEO and he's been all this stuff for like <laughs> over three decades. And, um, and he's still, but it, it part of it's, you know, you're always, if you're always trying new things, especially in our, our line of business, there's going to be always new frameworks coming out, new things to learn. And new th- so you're always like, you're always a little bit off balance. So I yeah. think it's natural for all, all of us in certain scenarios to feel like, why am I here? I, why, I should, should Yeah, I, I mean, you have yeah. these like collections of best stuff or like, you're like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Who am I to do that stuff? But then you're like, oh yeah, because I'm really great at this. And so like, I just keep my ear to the ground, keep my eyes to the screen, monitor what's happening and maybe like try a thing out. Like when you have the, you know, the internet and all of these curated things, and the best of the best or the coolest stuff, or, you know, you're always looking, Oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, why can't I do that? But you realize that like, 
for instance, a lot of these like CSS animation things or like CSS people making these like outrageously detailed pictures out of just CSS. And you're like, how yeah. do you even, or like these really awesome animations, you're like, you have to remind yourself that that's the minority. The reason why they're being presented on this list of whatever is because they are one of the few people that can do that really well. So you're like, oh, I'm like most people. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm in yeah. the, you know, yeah. in, great. Yeah, and, and on the other side of that, there 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 might be something that that you can do much better than that person who did the really cool CSS animation. So it's yeah. good to just remember there's a breadth of experience and skills out there, and just uh, you know, again, it's about sort of finding your 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 niche in a, in a way, and uh, mm -hmm. just uh, you know, reminding yourself that's what you're what you're good at and what you're going to do. Yeah, and you kind of gain confidence, or you're you're going to have wins, you're going to have losses too, mm -hmm. but you yeah. you know, but your wins and you if if, if you do something. If you can, like, I think it can be almost like you find that one thing that's, um, you, you start with one thing, you just, and you get really good at that one thing. And then you sort of stem off of that and, and get better at other things. And, and you're always, but you're always going to have things you don't know. Um, yeah. I remember like when I first became a developer and, uh, and I decided, Hey, I'm going to focus on WordPress. And then I looked at a functions.php file. And I was like, what is going on with, what is all this stuff? <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I'm really, but now if I look at a functions, I can, you know, break it apart and I know what every, what every single line of code will do, but uh, you don't learn, you. but that didn't mean that I couldn't develop back then. It didn't mean that I wasn't, I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing. It just yeah. meant that that's something I had to grow into. So we're always growing and, mm -hmm. uh, developing yeah. as human beings and developers or whatever we're um, like cats you fill the container <laughs> that you're in <laughs> that is perfect they yeah. come into tiny little bowls and just fill it up and then you know so they so that's comfortable and it's cool to stay there cats lounge in those tiny little bowls all the time but sometimes they'll seek out a bigger bowl and be like i wonder if i could fit into this one but then you sort of so you always if you're ambitious or if you're you know, if you like learning or whatever, then you're trying to like look at what others are doing and you're trying to see what else you can learn. And then you're sort of just define, like if you look at it as, okay, let me define some new parameters rather than like, oh, I should be learning this stuff. It's like, okay, cool. Here's my new boundary. I, but like, yeah. I still am filling this little bowl that I'm in. So I'm yeah. still great. Yeah. And then you just sort of. Right. <laughs> liquid. Yeah, awesome analogy. I like it. Yeah, just like a cat would think, I'm still great. You know, the cats, right. cats have a very high self confidence. So, um, yeah, that's that's great. I, I might I might have to steal that one myself, Daniel. <laughs> that's how um, I relate to the world is through various random metaphors that I've created. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I I and just like to just to kind of sum up one more thing. I think that um, uh, at least in, in my experience, you know, one of the things that's more important than having a skill, like a, a, a particular skill or a particular set of skills um, is just the willingness and, and ability to learn new skills, whether right. it's a new framework or, or, you know, a new programming language, just being able to adapt to new situations. And like you said earlier, Daniel, just say to yourself, okay, I can, I can do this. I can, I can figure this out. You know, I think that, that, that flexibility and, and just, you know, willingness to take on new things is very important. That's why it's yeah. like, it, this ties into like um, uh, just education in general. Like it's, it's more important to know how to learn and where to find answers than yeah. actually, you know, being able to do what you you're, can currently do. I mean, it's because 
especially in our, our field, you're always learning new things. So you just got to know how to tackle that. And, and it's a process. And it's uh, different for everything, right? So like even just learning how to learn a thing is different for kids now than when you would go to a library and look for an encyclopedia. So it's just yeah. a different skill set and it's different to learn how to learn programming than it is how to learn to quote projects. I mean, that's a whole different skill set that I had to learn to quote hours, even just to know how long it'll take you to do something. It's like a road and it's so hard to accept that because I'll see sometimes in some of the Facebook groups, like, Oh, how do you quote projects or how much would you guys quote for this? Or, and it's like, you just gotta, you just gotta figure it out. And every time something goes wrong, you're like, okay, what can I learn from this? That's easy though. It's just like, you know, quote it and then multiply it by 10. Right. <laughs> well, that's Quote what you learn after. They'll come back three times and then I'll do it what they say. And then they really wanted it a different way. And then so you just anticipate that. And then that's another skill, right? Anticipating what they want rather than what they say. It's, a, yeah, it's own skill absolutely. too. <laughs> yeah, very true. And, and yeah, the, 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 the quoting and then figuring out your, you know, hourly rate or however you like to, to bill for projects that that's definitely, I, I'm not sure there's a, there's really like a tried and true method for learning that without just going through the weeds yourself, you know, mm -hmm. and just kind of making mistakes here and there and having those projects that go way over budget. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not doing that mm -hmm. again. <laughs> or next time I do that, I'm going to add, you know, X amount of hours to that quote and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Trial and error sometimes is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we could talk about a lot of these. We could tear about tear these topics apart a lot. <laughs> I, I have a feeling this won't be our last conversation. Yeah, these are all these are all high level. Yeah. You can yeah. have a whole three hours on quoting projects alone. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Maybe this, is, maybe this is just the first in a multi-part series of right. uh, <laughs> dev well, chat. That's, that's how I kind of see this. Like if I continue doing this podcast, which I plan to do, I don't have any reason not to at the moment. That's I, I love the idea of having repeat guests, you know, and, and um, uh, hanging out with friends and Hey, let's, what are we going to talk about this time? And, and same with Dolan. He's, he's already said he won, you know, he's willing to come back and talk about other things. So it's, it'll be fun. Uh, we'll see how it develops. But this was a great conversation. I think it was a good starter. Get to know you guys and uh, your ideas around your businesses. Um, like I said, there's a lot of other things we could talk about. We could talk about what editors you use and mm -hmm. uh, code and projects and all that stuff. But we'll save that for another another episode. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd love, love to come back. So uh, so let's end on this. Like, where, where can uh, if if somebody wants to reach out to you guys or find you, well, where do they where do they find both of you? Well, most of my links are on the website. Um, paperbackweb.dev is going to redirect you to my phonetically nightmarish website. <laughs> if I were to say on the podcast, it would be awful. So paperbackweb.dev will redirect you to my website. And um, so all the, like the social links are on there. Um, and then I'll be launching overnightwebsite.com soon. Um, so that'll be something fun to check out. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a little podcast that I've started. It's only got a couple episodes right now. Um, but you know, uh, websites and queer perspectives. So I've got that. I started a Facebook group for, um, you know, wanting to learn anything about, you know, website maintenance and being in an inclusive environment and, and open and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, so that's, that's You're the gist the of where to find me. Yeah. 
Awesome. Ryan? Cool. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of different uh, sites for various uh, aspects of, of my business, but probably the easiest one to uh, remember and say on a podcast is just ryanlawrence.com. Uh, that's Lawrence with a W, not a U, because um, I know that's a thing sometimes. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, ryanlawrence.com. Um, just got, got a little uh, portfolio on there and um, uh, you know, more importantly, like a, a contact form if anybody wants to just uh, get in touch to uh, you know, chat about whatever. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's great talking to you and um, let's wrap it up. Talk to you later. Yeah. Thanks for having us. That was a very (laughs) uncomfortable ending to that whole conversation. It worked out. Yeah. Well, the the car alarm in the background probably. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all part of a podcast. All part of a podcast. in my car, so I got to (laughs) go. Now now that's an ending. (laughs) I had to leave that last bit in. It was hilarious. So that is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was a great conversation. And uh, I think like Dolan White, I think we'll have more of those in the future. Digging into, drilling down into other topics or more more of the same. Uh, If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to mattlevenhagen.com. You can add a comment under these show notes. You may know I also run a web design agency. We build custom WordPress themes, features, manage or maintain websites, and also run a WordPress theme marketplace called Hexeter. If you're interested in a theme, pre-built or custom, or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me either at mattlevenhagen.com or unifiedwebdesign.com. Each have a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form you see on that page, and it will open a ticket, and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We will see you next time.